Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good afternoon, one and all. Most pleasant Tuesday afternoon for you. Welcome to another edition of In the Author's Corner with Etienne. I'm Etienne, your host. Happy and delighted to bring you another fantastic interview, fantastic person, fantastic story, fantastic book. My goodness. I need to go to a creative writing class so I don't have to keep repeating all those adjectives. Nevertheless, let's go ahead and meet our guest today. We're talking with Sherry Meeks. Good afternoon, Sherry. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. See, I got stuck with my adjectives there. I'm going to have to come to you for a creative uh, class, creative writing class, and I have to use all those adjectives. (laughs) I would would love that. I teach creative writing, so um, I would absolutely love that. That would be great. Okay, great, great, great. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself, please, and then we'll get into it. Sure. Okay, sure. My name is Sherry Meeks. I am the author of Finding Tambry, which is my first novel. Um, I also teach creative writing and English composition, and I'm about to teach uh, business communications on the college level, which I love doing all those things, too. Um, I'm on a book tour right now with Finding Tambry. I've been to several places, and I'm really in, enjoying that part of it now. Um, and I live in Georgia with my two dogs, my two rescue dogs, Abby and Skye. No, 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 no. The dogs, the dogs live with you, right? That's right. That's true. That's true. That's right. They, Sometimes they, it does they, feel they like the other walks. way. Yeah, they take you for walks, too, and tell you where they want to go and when they want to stop, don't they? Wow, exactly. amazing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, yeah. great. Well, listen, let's get into it because uh, we have about 30 minutes and uh, we want to find out all we can about you as an author and, and we want to be able to help other authors, uh, novice as well as aspiring okay. authors. So, that sounds tell right. us, when did you find that you wanted to become an author? How did it come about for you? Well, I know growing up that I love to read growing up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had di- different teachers. My fourth grade teacher would read to us every after lunch every day. She'd read the Little House on the Prairie mm-hmm. series, and I loved that. And in fact, at a recent book signing, I had um, uh, a little girl was there with her mom, and she was about nine or ten, and um, I always try to ask the kids that are with their parents, I'll ask, even, this is not a kid's book, by the way, it's for the adults, but the kids that are with their parents, I'll yeah. say, what is your favorite book? And she said the Little House on the Prairie series, which just, you know, made my heart, you know, yes. you know, yes thump even harder because that that was one of my favorite things growing up so I love to read I love to um, be read too and I think from that I wanted to be able to create the the same thing that same things that that those writers did and so mm. I eventually started writing and I've been writing for years and years and um, one of the writers that affected this book that I'm that I'm talking about now is Finding Tambry is William Faulkner um, his book, As I Lay Dying, 
And one yeah. of the reasons why it affected this book, and I read this probably in eighth grade, so it's been years ago, but it was the first time that I'd read a book where each of the chapters was told from a different person's point of view. It's all in first person. There's a different person each time. Whoa. And that affects, yeah, yeah. So that affected my book, which is in first person every chapter. Each chapter is told by a different person, except that half of the stories are told by Tambry and half of the stories are told by friends and her husbands and that kind of thing. So I know that that, that book definitely influenced this book so many years later. And I think part of it was because it just blew my mind. I didn't know that was even possible. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can see that. Yes. 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 Yeah. Let's back a little bit. I just want to share with you something that happened to me that that I see a difference between you and me. We're both authors, but my mm-hmm. reason or my interests are not on the same level as you. And I, I think I know why. And I want to pass this off for others who maybe listen and not have them feel bad if they not be successful as an author initially, because we all struggle with that. But I remember yes. just as you were enjoying being read to in my class when I was growing up in the Catholic school to read aloud to the class. And I used to stumble over my words. I used to be afraid to say them out loud in class. And for that negative experience, I never really liked to get up and read, whether it's verbally or non-verbally. But what I didn't like was the English portion or the grammar portion. I could do that with my eyes closed. It parts of speech to hold on yours. So I right. just want to make that differentiation. Yes, we need to be able to read. We need to be able to write. And one goes with the other, and the other goes with the other one. It goes around in circles. But at the same time, right. we all come from different backgrounds. And people don't, uh, you know, people have that type of background, don't feel that you can be a good writer because you don't like to read. I mean, I'm proof of that. I do like to read, but not as often as I think I would. I would rather take a shortcut. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on. No, you know, um, so, you know, I have I have a feeling though, Etienne, that you've actually read more than you think you have. The fact that you're well, an author and you're, yes. you know, I think you're you're probably influenced by more writing than you think you are, and I think sometimes yes. too that that a lot of people think, well, you know, we're always you know, like I say, I like to read, which I do, but there is, you know, yes. it's not a competition. It's it's just read as much as you can, as often as you can, and to yes. enjoy it. And even if you're not well, reading all the time, you're... Uh-huh. I do a lot of writing, so my writing is my reading, and vice versa. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, you know, yeah, I, had yeah, a, yeah. I, I had a professor in when I was going to get my graduate degree. He said he never had time to read because he was writing all the time. So there are different ways for, for people to make this yes. happen. So yes, you don't exactly have to read all the time. It is good if you can yes. read, uh, you know, read authors. Yes. But, yes, there's many ways right. to make this happen. Fantastic. Well, let's get into your novel, Find Tambry. Sure. Uh, who is Tambry okay. and why are, we look, why are we looking for Tambry? Okay. <laughs> um, Tambry is the um, she's the main um, character in the novel, and um, okay. what happens even before the novel begins? The novel starts after excuse she me. has lost. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sure. Excuse me one second. When you say Tambry sure. and the she, are you talking about a two-legged mm-hmm. she or a four-legged she? Yeah, it's a two-legged she. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to make that clear. It's a, it's a young okay. Woman, yes. She's a young woman, but that's a good question since I mentioned the dogs earlier. Yes, she's a young woman, and before where the book begins, she has 
her young son has died, and her marriage has fallen apart, her perfect marriage. And so oh, when the book starts, yeah, and, and um, when the book starts, it's her journey to find who she is, and that's why it's called Finding Tamra, to mm-hmm. figure out who she is after this tragedy. And the book um, isn't, you know, isn't as concerned about what, ha- what has happened before as what happens afterwards, the aftermath of this okay. event and how Tamra okay. kind of finds her way through this. And she does it um, through one wrong man after another. So even though it's a heavy subject, oh. there's a lot of laughter in the book. There's a lot of laughs in the book. Okay. Um, yeah, right. because she's tough. Tambry's tough, and she is definitely a survivor. Okay. Well, let me move on to the next question because I'm watching the time. Okay. Many people okay. want to write a novel. I mean, they may not think they would want to, but deep down inside, they usually want to. What suggestions or tips would you have for a um, writer who might be thinking about doing that? What would you tell them? the best way to go about becoming an author? Hello. Oh, but then lose you. Oh, the call dropped. Hey, she is back again. The call dropped. Hello. Yeah, start over. Your call dropped. Yeah, yeah, I just figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Hi again, yes. You, okay, I'll repeat the yeah, question. Just, uh, uh, please. Yeah. yeah, how would you go about helping someone become an author who may be thinking about becoming an author? I would, you know, reading is a great start, but I think, um, and you have, like I say, more people, people have read more than they realize they have, especially going through school and, Mm -hmm. you know, high school. And if you've gone to college, you've actually read more than you think you have, but reading as much as you can is a wonderful start. But the main thing I would Mm -hmm. tell people to do right away is to start to write. Write as often as you can. Um, just make it a habit every day, whether you write for, you know, just a few minutes or, or longer than that. And what happens is, is that habit kicks in, and before you know it, your writing becomes stronger. And then you, before you know it, you've written a short story or you've written a poem. And then you just break down that task. If you eventually want to write a novel, you break it down into these small pieces where, where your mind can handle it. And you don't feel so overwhelmed. Exactly. So you break it down and you work on, you know, one sentence at a time, one one paragraph at a time. And so the main thing I would say is to start writing. And then you'll see where that writing leads you. And that's the process itself is, I mean, it's tough sometimes. One of the hardest things, and I've read this everywhere, every author says this, it's hard to, you know, sit in that chair and start writing. And so if you can get yourself to do it every day, whether, you know, it's just a few minutes or an hour, however long you want to do it, just that habit will kick in and you will find that you'll become a better writer. And along with that, if you can start reading writers um, or go back to the writers that you remember from school that you really loved and read those writers, and that will influence your writing. Well, let me, let me jump in there for a minute and say something. Sure. What you call a habit, I would call a discipline. If we get ourselves in the habit, of, or if we discipline ourselves to get in the habit of doing so and so and so and so, pretty soon mm-hmm. we, the end results will be in our favor. As a matter of fact, yes. I like to use acronyms, and I have an acronym for you right now. You're probably aware of it. Are you familiar with okay. KISS? Acronym? Uh, no. No. Okay. Keep it short and simple. Oh, and yes, I that do. Works yes, I do. Anything in communication, yes. Anything in communication. 
So inclusion right in books. So if we keep it short and mm-hmm. simple, we, we don't complicate our lives, we don't complicate our brains, or we can get an end result. Yes. I, yes. I can tell you and something I'm, right now. I can see. I'm going to sit back for a minute. Time is going already, and we just got started. So that means we definitely have to call you back for, for a follow-up interview. Would I, you love, be I would love that. that. I would love, I okay, would great, love that. Great, yes. great. Well, this is just the start. This is just a kickoff. We'll take it easy because okay. we know a little bit about you and your book, and then we'll go more into detail next time around. We'll definitely have to set you up for an hour rather than a half an hour. Okay. How's that? Sounds okay, great. great. Sounds great. great. I love that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good. No problem. Okay. <clears throat> I think you may have mentioned this already, but I want to go in more detail about it. What are some of the reasons that you believe people stop writing or, or, or it holds them back so be creative or or writing or painting or doing any of the fine arts? I think, um, well, there's so many factors involved, but I think one thing is is that we're afraid to fail. And so if we don't try, yeah. we don't have to worry about yeah. failing. I think that's a part of it. And plus, a lot of yeah. times people don't know how to start. And as a teacher, one of the things that I teach my students in any of the classes that I teach is I think I feel a lot of times that they're trying, they're groping for a way to start. And so I try to give them ways to start, different ways to start. Just say an essay, for example. You know, there's different types of essays. So I think a lot of times people don't know how to start. And so just sitting down and doing free writing, which is you put a timer on for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, and you just start writing, and you see where that leads you. And usually within that free writing, you will find a little gem of a story, or if you're working on an essay, you'll find something to start that essay. And the process of starting is what stops a lot of people. I mean, that is the hardest part is to start because they they don't want to fail, and they're, they just don't know where to start. And so I think yes. that's a big issue. And it feels like this weight, and I know it does because I've been through that myself. Um, you know, for years and years yes. I wanted to write more and I wanted to publish and that kind of thing, and it feels like this weight. But when you start, even the simplest little act of starting will kind of, you know, open those flood, floodgates where, you know, the writing's always going to be, it's going to be, not, it's always going to be difficult to sit down because writing is, it's you know something from your soul and it's 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 yeah. some tough time sometimes to get started. But again, like you said, the discipline of the habit will get you rolling. Yes. But I think I think a couple of things. Uh, I think there's fear involved, and then the fact that a lot of people just don't know how to start, whether it's writing or or painting or you know whatever. But the main thing is, and I think what you said about the simple part. It's just you don't even have to have you don't have to have a computer. You can just have a notebook and a pencil. And a lot of times, that's the way I'll start my stories is with pencil and paper. And that's wait all a you minute need. now, wait a minute. Hold back to the dark ages, a pencil and paper, and this is it. You know, I love it. Oh, don't make I'm me just... suffer like that. Oh my goodness. Oh no, you don't have. Different strokes, different strokes to different folks. I understand. I understand. Exactly. Uh, this, exactly. This person. This person uses his fingers to punch keyboards, not to hold pencils. And that's fine, too. And that's fine, too. But you know, um, I can't remember know, the last time I held a pencil. Oh, see, I, see, it's very, I think there's an earthy quality to it that, that I enjoy. Yes. And I think it helps yes. me to tap into, you know, a, a little different part of my brain than typing. And so yes. when I write it on the paper and then transport, 
transfer it to yes. the the computer. There's another way to edit. There's and also Ernest Hemingway, I think he used to write initially on paper and then he would go to the typewriter and that would be his second edit his first editing yes. session would be from the paper have, to I've, the typewriter. I've heard yeah. a lot of authors to, uh, telling me the same thing that they keep notes by their bed at night and they make notes to jot down mm-hmm. notes on page that's like that on paper or pen on paper and then they transfer it down on the computer. I want to back up a yeah, little exactly. bit before we go any further. You were talking about mm-hmm. not being afraid to make errors or mistakes. And I came mm-hmm. across this, this this quote years ago, twenty years or so ago. Thomas Edison was a well known for all the inventions he did. Of mm-hmm. all the inventions he made, he made a whole bunch of mistakes. Somebody one time focused on the mistakes he, he made and asked him, aren't you afraid that you are not going to be successful because you've made so many mistakes? I think something like 10,000 mistakes. You know what his answer was? I wasn't yes. afraid to fail. I didn't fail. I just found out 10,000 ways that won't work. And that's an exactly. absolute yes. positive way to turn things around. He uh, found different ways why they won't work or things that don't work so he can move on to things that will work. And if we get stuck exactly. at the things that don't work, we'll never get over the fence or through the gate. Fantastic. I, I absolutely wow, agree amazing. with that. And I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah, I've been on both both sides of that. So, you know, I definitely want to let people know that just because I'm here now and, you know, I'm still working hard, I'm still – you know, promoting the book, and I'm writing a second book. And But once you do get past a certain point, like you say, writing a book, you it becomes a tad bit easier. You know, you're still yes. worried that like you're going to fail, up. but you know it's okay yeah. if you do. Yeah, I, tr- yeah. I absolutely agree with you, and I love that quote. Yeah. I love that quote. Oh, fantastic. Well, before we go any further, why don't you let people know where they can get a copy of your book, Finding Tambury? Sure. Sure, they can. Um, it's in some Barnes and Nobles right now, um, and if if it's not in a Barnes and Noble, if if you can ask them about it, that would be great. Um, and you can also get it online through Amazon. You can get it um, through BarnesandNoble.com. It's available on Kindle. It's available to through Kobo. It's it's, it's available in several uh, ebook formats. It's all over. Um, and yeah, it's all over, especially online. It's all over. Um, also, wow. if they just want to go to my website, I have a link that'll take the take them directly to one of the sites where they can buy it. And my website is um, SherryLynnMeeks.com, which is S H E R R Y L Y N N M E E K S dot com. Now you can go to the front of the class. You know how to spell your name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm messing with you today. I'm messing with you today. I know, I know, but I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Well, the book is available all over the place, and you're getting ready to work another one. I noticed that you were in a book tour, as you said, at Bond Mm -hmm. and Noble. How was that that experience? You know, it has been even better than I thought it would be. I was really excited initially. Yeah, oh, yeah, but it's even... I mean, people are very receptive. They're very nice, and I just I enjoy talking to people. It's not just it's not yeah. just about selling the book. It's about making you know these positive connections with people, yeah. and yeah. definitely I've made positive connections with so many people, and it just 
I'm amazed, not that I have, you know, the absolute faith in, you know, the positivity of people, but I'm still surprised at how sweet people are and how receptive they are. I have this lady, <laughs> um, the other day I was in Louisiana, and um, she came up, and I didn't know her at all, and she was so excited for me. And she hugged my neck, and I hugged her back, and she bought a book, and I took her picture with a book, and it was just, it's exciting when people are excited for you, and then that just yeah, it yeah. just goes back and forth. I mean, it's just wow. I mean, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful experience. It really is. Yes. Now, for our authors or novice authors who don't really know where to go when it comes to the part C, A is writing the book, part B is getting it published, and part C is marketing the book. When it comes to marketing the book, how does one go about getting it? Soul at Barnes and Noble. You know, um, well, first of all, I have a really great publicist. Her name is Jennifer Perry. She's with Lone Wolf Communications, and she is okay. excellent. She is excellent. And also, you you need support people around you. My family is incredibly supportive, and I have friends that are incredibly supportive. So they start. You know, they help me with the marketing process. In fact, some friends of mine um, help me to you know, get into their places like uh, a couple of friends of mine owned a Mexican restaurant and I sold books there. And um, a friend of mine has a, a wine store and we sold books there. And so that's mm-hmm. nothing. You don't have to go the normal route. And the, the tour okay. is called the Wildly Unconventional Finding Tambry Book Tour because initially <laughs> we started out in those locations. So, so don't, that's another thing with your writing and with marketing and everything, think outside the box. Don't, Yes. You know, don't confine your options. So, so with right. marketing, you know, I started out with those places. And then, you know, when Barnes & Noble saw that I had sold books at those places, and I have, um, which is exciting. I mean, to be in a, in a wine store or a Mexican restaurant or the gym, um, which I sold there too, and yeah. people buy your books at these locations, is really exciting. Wow. So, so you, you, you build up your credibility. This is what happened for me. There's other ways to do it, but... You build up your credibility, and then Barnes and Noble will look at you and say, "Okay, you know she's done, she's, you know, created a little bit of a foundation. We'll give her a shot." And so then, when you get into okay. Barnes and Noble, and that's usually what happens. So um, you talk to the person at Barnes and Noble, and you, you know, you keep talking to them, and until finally they say, "Okay, we're going to let you come in." And that's what happened. And then after that, it's easier to get into other Barnes and Nobles, and that's what's happened. Sure. So now I'm in about, um, I've been to about, I don't know, six or so, Barnes & Noble, six or seven, from Georgia to Louisiana, yeah, and to Asheville, and I'm going to a couple more in, one in Jacksonville in a a couple of weeks, and I'm going to um, one in Asheville, North Carolina in a couple of weeks. So, you know, once you start doing it and they see that you can sell books, that's when it starts rolling with Barnes & Noble. That's what I was going to ask you. I didn't know if if an author would have to apply to the national headquarters of Barnes & Noble or just go to the local store. But apparently you just answered that. You say go to the local store and build up credibility. Yes, that's exactly right. Go to your local store. And even if your local store, you know, says no for a while, and they might, you can always go, yeah. you know, one city away or two cities away and try Barnes & Noble. So there's oh, always, okay. you know, Good there's a know. quote. Yeah, so there's a quote that I have, and I don't know who said it, but and you, I'm sure you've heard this all the time. It, it doesn't, <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't matter how many people tell you no, and that's the key yes. thing that 
you know, I stick by and, you know, I know my publicist does as well, um, is that you just keep going. If somebody tells you no, say thank you, that's fine, and go to somebody else. And then usually if you come back to that person after you've proved yourself a little more, they'll say, okay, let's give it a shot. I mean, seriously, that's how, that's kind of how it works. See, I told you so. I know 10,000 ways how it won't work. There's one that will work. Okay, great. Well, now that you're an established author, making the rounds, going from tour to tour to tour, what do you call it? The mm-hmm. unconventional the on, the on tour? I would so what's because it's your agenda. I'm sorry. For the tour itself, you mean? or Yeah. For the tour, for the and then tour. what comes after the tour? The, um, I'm going to be in um, Jacksonville on the 23rd at the Jacksonville Barnes & Noble, and then on the 30th I'm going to be at um, Asheville Barnes & Noble. And um, I'm also going to be at the Chicago um, Book Expo in May, which is May the 10th through the 13th, and that's going to, I'm going to be one of the new wow. um, title submissions there, one of the books that are wow. featured. It's a feature book, what it's called. So that's, yes. that's coming up. So I'm, I, I mean, seriously, I know I keep saying excited, but I am so excited because – you know, how, you know how it is because you're a writer as well. You know, when things yes. start to gel with the marketing, when oh, things yeah. start to gel with the writing part of it, yes. it's excited. But when things start to gel with the marketing yes. part, it's exciting too. So so I'm going to still be on the book tour for quite a while. And um, as far as writing, I'm going to continue um, with my next book, which the first chapter of the next book is at the end of Finding Cambry. It's called May and Niche. And it's turning out to okay. be, whereas Finding Cambry is more uh, literary fiction, um, very yes. character driven. This the next one is character driven as well, but it's turning out to be a mur- murder mystery at this point. Okay. And so that's okay. always fun to see where the writing takes you. You know, and the the, okay. the just the fluid nature of it when you're really in the flow, um, it's a wonderful thing. We don't have about four minutes and I have to ask you this question before I run out of time. You are sure. you are a creative writer instructor. How would mm-hmm. someone go about if they wanted to get a hold of you to take a, a, your creative writing class? They could um, find me through my website again, which I think you'll have on your you have on your um, website. Yes, but just in case page. it's yes, um, Sherry, it's yeah SherryLynnMeeks.com. They can send me. Um, there's a page where they can send me a comment and ask me any questions. They can also find me through my email address, which is um, Sherry Meeks Author at gmail.com. Let me double check that. Sherry Meeks author at gmail.com. And they can also find me through Twitter, um, which is at Sherry Meeks. Um, and they can find me on Facebook. I mean, I'll, I'll respond to any of these places. They can find me on Facebook sure. at Sherry.Meeks.9. And let me just double check my email. Yes, it's Sherry Meeks author at gmail.com. So any of those places, they can send me an email and say, you know, I'm interested in taking a creative writing class. Um, please let me know when the next available class is, and they can reach me through any of those any of those sources. And, and one final question: You also sure. about to start a webinar series, is that correct? Yes, um, I am putting together a series um, creative writing. And um, exactly, people can find me through those locations. Um, 
or if they go to your um, podcast, if they want to go through you, that would be fine too. If you just pass along sure. to me, Etienne. And but any of these avenues, yes, I'm wanting. Um, I'm putting together a webinar to teach a beginning creative writing class. Fantastic. But you know what? You are such a role model. A lady on the go, a lady doing, a lady going, a lady coming, a lady every which way, up, down, all <laughs> over the place. But it's all positive, it's all good, it's all creative, it's all wonderful, it's working out. You know what that makes me? You know what that makes me feel? I feel How's that when that? I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But I think you're pretty successful, too, so... Right back at well, you. Well, <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank it's you. It's just my way of saying, yes, you are a role model, and the whole mission of this show is to help others who may think they want to be an author, but I can't do it. They come up with all the negatives. We try to give them some positive, mm-hmm. let them know they can do it. Well, exactly. we're down to our last exactly. minute. Yeah, I just have to ask you, what closing thoughts or words would you have for our audience in 30 seconds or less? Um, no matter what your creative venture is, you can make it happen. You'd be surprised as soon as you start to do it and start work towards it, you'll be surprised at how things open up for you. So, so definitely go for it. Great. Sherry, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. No, it hasn't been a pleasure because we ran out of time. We'll have to come back and make it a better pleasure next time. I'll do it again. (laughs) I'll do it again. Thank you so much for having me today. I've really oh, enjoyed it. Oh, it's been this. a pleasure. Oh, same here, same here. Well, Sherry, thank you. We'll be in touch, and we will pick up and take off from there next time around. So, folks, remember Sounds now, great. you can become an author. You just got to do it. Do it, do it, do it. It's quite a habit. Take care now. Along for now. Bye-bye, Sherry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.